I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. The small Central American nation of Guatemala made history today with the opening of a landmark trial. The accused is a former Guatemalan head of state, a powerful former general and dictator who ruled during one of the bloodiest chapters in the country's long civil war. Now he's facing charges of genocide and crimes against humanity. Jill Replogel of the public radio collaboration Fronteras reports on what this trial means to people in the U.S., from human rights advocates to Guatemalan immigrants. Guatemala's 36-year-long civil war was one of the bloodiest and most vicious of modern times, pitting state security forces and their allies against leftist rebels. By the war's end in 1996, and in a country one-fourth the size of California, more than 200,000 people were killed or disappeared. But one period was particularly brutal. For 17 months in 1982 and 83, General Efrain Rios Montt ruled Guatemala with an iron fist. As he sought to squash out Marxist guerrilla forces and their supporters, thousands of Guatemalans were raped, tortured, and slaughtered by the army he commanded. In this scene from the documentary, When the Mountains Tremble, filmed in 1982, Indigenous Mayan women dressed in hand-woven blouses wail as they look upon a line of corpses, victims of a recent massacre in their remote village. I mean, I've seen brutality and had to analyze it through these cases in many places in Latin America and other regions. Almudena Bernabeo is a Spanish lawyer at San Francisco's Center for Justice and Accountability. She's part of a worldwide legal team that's worked for 13 years to bring former President Rios Montt to trial. And what happened in Guatemala is very specific in uh, the intensity, the, the premeditation. After the war, a United Nations Truth Commission documented more than 600 massacres carried out by the Guatemalan army and its proxies. In some Mayan territories, up to 90 percent of villages were destroyed, the commission found. A group of survivors and human rights organizations first filed genocide charges against Rios Montt in Spain, but for years he evaded extradition. In 2007, he won a seat in Guatemala's Congress. Many hoped the man who once kept savage order would get rid of the gangs and drug lords who were terrorizing everyday citizens. And Rios Montt continued to wield power in high places, including the courts. They didn't want to touch him. Nobody wanted to touch the general. Until recently, that is. Rios Montt's term in Congress ended in January 2012. Two weeks later, he was indicted for genocide in his home country. Bernabeu says a lot of things came together to change the aging dictator's fate. An intrepid attorney general, international pressure, and mounting evidence in the form of secret army plans and mass graves still being unearthed to this day. Plus, she says, survivors of the genocide have been dogged. Guatemalan are... Uh, quiet, never in your face, never confrontational, but they never stop what they need to do. It's been nearly three decades, 30 years of waiting for this moment to arrive. Marvin Perez was among a group of students captured by Guatemalan police shortly after Rios Montt became president in 1982. They were interrogated and tortured in a police station and then in a secret jail. Perez was eventually released, and his family left for the United States a few months later. He now lives in Los Angeles. Perez will follow the trial closely, and he says he's actually glad Rios Montt is getting a fair trial. And not like he and his soldiers and his state did 30 years ago. 
assassinating, disappearing and executing thousands of innocent Guatemalans who were denied the opportunity to face a legitimate and transparent trial, the kind of trial that today he has the opportunity to face. The melody of Guatemalan marimba accompanies a recent dinner held in the parking lot of a San Diego apartment complex. It's a fundraiser organized by Guatemalan expats to support rural schools back home. More than one million Guatemalans now live in the U.S. Thousands of them arrived after fleeing the violence in their home country. But not all are gripped by the trial of their notorious former president. Some here barely knew it was happening. Still, Alonso Mendez remembers the fear that plagued his country in the 80s. Mendez says everyone was scared of the army, of their own president, actually. The guy who was supposed to defend the country, he's the one people were most afraid of, he says. Rios Montt is now 86 years old, but if convicted, he won't go to jail. Like in much of Latin America, elderly convicts are often put under house arrest. Not exactly a stiff punishment for genocide. Still, Bernabeu, the lawyer, says the trial itself shows rare judicial power in Guatemala. Of course, she hopes he will be convicted of genocide. And then, you know, the sentence. And hopefully they pronounce it in a microphone with the room packed. You know, to me, I think it's the power of that symbol. And that will be there forever. The trial is expected to last several months. For The World, I'm Jill Replogle in San Diego.